and welcome everybody. This is Kev here from LifeSuccessEngineer.com coming to you with episode number four of the Online Arbitrage Mastery Show. It is the best online arbitrage show you'll find on the internet and we are talking all things Amazon. We're talking all things online arbitrage for your business. So I am really excited to come back for episode four because we've we've gone through three episodes, which I think was a real good success, had some good positive feedback, and I've got a real good show lined up again for you guys today. If you look on the bar, you should be able to see here, this is the format that we're currently in, which is some news, which we're going to talk about, some hot topics, and then some Q&A, where I'll be able to interact with you guys that are joining me live this um wet and grey Wednesday afternoon. So if you're here with me live, just say hello to me. Let me know how you're getting on. How's your week so far? If you're watching this back on the recording, thank you very much for checking out the Online Arbitrage Mastery Show where we're talking all things, a bit more interactive with the show, a bit more talking about the the current news, a bit more uh, just talking about how you guys are doing, some topics to discuss with the, the sort of wider mastermind that we're all in, and um, really just, if I can do my best to share with you guys any answers that would particularly help you overcome any challenge, any struggle that you're you're currently facing, that is my goal here. So, a little bit about me, just in case this is the, maybe the first time you're watching this, I have my my online arbitrage business is operating from our warehouse not too far away from here. I have a, a number of employees in there with a prep service as well as my own operations. And then I've got a full virtual team operating everything as well from the virtual side, purchasing, sourcing, reviewing, infantry health, infantry replenishment, you name it. I've got operations in the background working right now, which basically allows me to be able to communicate with you guys and talk to you guys because that is ultimately what I love to do. I actually love to see you guys succeed, take massive action and if I can be a just a, maybe a, a small bridge from where you are now to where you want to be, that is my goal here. So, just say hello to some of the guys that are joining me. I think I saw Erica here. Um, great to see you, Erica. Uh, Andy's here. Hiya, good to see you. Um, Erica, hey, excited for the latest show, keeps my motivation up. That is exactly what it's all about. For me, one of the most powerful things that you could try to focus on in your life, as well as my own life, this is what I try to focus on all the time, is momentum. Like that motivation, that, um, that drive, that excitement. The longer you're excited, the longer you're motivated, the more you're going to take action. And I think that is why I really like doing these online arbitrage mastery shows where we talk about hot topics, Q&As, because there's so much friction. There's a lot of challenges each, everybody faces with Amazon, the, the, the marketplace, just entrepreneurship, motivation, trying to figure out how you work your best. There's so much, there's so much distraction. There's so much things that can get in your way. I think doing a show like this is a fantastic thing that can really... It's just a bit of a um, you know half an hour, 40 minutes out of your day just to keep that motivation up. So it's great to see you, Erica. Let me know how the week has gone so far. So if you are wanting to get a topic, a question or anything onto the show, please do 
please do. I've made it so you can join in and interact with you uh, with me, guys. So if you're interested in joining the mastermind group that we have in Facebook, if you just search for Online Arbitrage Mastery Mastermind on Facebook, it is an open invitation to anybody that wants to get going with Online Arbitrage, whether you are just at the beginning, whether you're just outsourcing, or whether you are just wanting to, to meet like-minded individuals that are trying to potentially get out their full-time employment or just take some action to create freedom. So please do get into the Online Arbitrage Mastery Facebook group. If you are wanting to, if you're not on Facebook, for example, and you still want to get a topic on the show, you can email me at any time, which will be at kev at lifesuccessengineer.com. If you put topic in the subject line, then you will get a topic potentially up on the show. I know some people maybe don't like uh, Facebook, some people maybe not on Facebook, or maybe you're deleting your accounts right now. Who knows? Um, so let's get on with the show. Let's get on with the news. Okay, the news. So this part of the show, I just I just like to keep on top of the news, give give you guys some, some of the latest news that I'm seeing. Um, sometimes the news is going to be related to Amazon, as in like your seller central. If I see a, a new report or if, if people are, uh, are, are making us aware of something that the wider seller community needs to be aware of, I'll put this in the news. Um, so, but what I did... Over the last couple of days, I've been really quite interested in the whole, um, let me just, I'm not entirely sure that's gone up right there. It's, it's all about this Mark Zuckerberg, um, and I see it's still got the Amazon FBA robotics, so there's a bit of technical difficulty there, I'm afraid. Let me see if I can quickly just erase that. So, what was... Here we go. There we go. So, um, what was interesting is this whole um, this Facebook, this um, this Congress questioning Facebook uh, CEO Mark Zuckerberg, and this got me a little bit. Obviously, I'm 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 not 100% in the know what's going on in all this, but one thing that was very very interesting when I, I had a look brief look into it a little bit yesterday was um, this whole idea of data. This whole idea of data and what these companies such as Facebook and Amazon and Google and all these companies, the data that they are collecting on us. Okay, which is it's a it's a very it's it's a very complex topic to talk about. And obviously Facebook is under scrutiny right now. But what was interesting is is for us guys that are maybe in the online marketing space we know the power of Facebook when it comes to advertising. You know, they would be able to target anybody in the world that is potentially into, you know, Amazon FBA, online arbitrage. Um, if you, what sport you, you know, what what sport you, you prefer, what sex you are, whether male, female, how old you are. They have so much information. And now this sort of scandal has, has come out with um, Facebook I was just thinking, what is this going to do with the sort of wider uh, population that maybe not into the? They just go onto Amazon to buy stuff. Now all of a sudden they're hearing that Facebook. Well, what's this information that they're keeping about me? Are they going to start thinking about? Okay, is Amazon keeping information? We know that Amazon have information on us in terms of credit card details, 
they will absolutely, if, I, I genuinely think that like this artificial intelligence that's sort of behind search engines, you know, if you type into Google, um, you know, how to, it will come up with suggested phrases, what people are searching for, you know, that is a form of artificial intelligence looking at pe- patterns and demand, etc. I absolutely think that Amazon are, are doing things like that as well. And I'm just wondering whether, I don't know, later on in the future, this sort of stirs up what people uh, are maybe afraid of when it comes to online. Who knows? I'd, I'd, be, I'd love to know. I just thought I'd put it in here. I'd love to know what anybody else thinks, what maybe the potential uh, effect it has across the board with these big companies. Um, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting topic, just a general topic to, to have a conversation with this um, uh, this this lunchtime today but um well i think we'll keep a close eye on it we'll definitely keep a close eye on it to see what amazon have to release um i know for example um when it comes to like the seller side of things you know when it comes to your sales taxes and things i know the government are getting a lot more into amazon you know what are your sales figures if you go back maybe 10 years ago Maybe Amazon, they, they didn't really tell the government anything. And I know over the last couple of years, when it comes to taxes and things, the, the, you know, there's, there's, no, there's, no, um, there's no secret that the government have got into Amazon. They've been looking at their, what, what the VAT systems and everything are. So it's, it's interesting. It's a very interesting um, conversation to have. So I'd love to know what you think about that. But let's get on to... The second section, of that's just the one bit of news. Um, I've got a number of questions, a number of topics to cover in this show today. So let's get on to the hot topics where we just take, you know, let, let's just take some time to, to think about um, a few hot topics that everybody's talking about. Because I think the reason why I wanted to talk about hot topics, the reason why I wanted to, to do Q&A is because the chances are... If you have something that you're talking about and thinking about and, and struggling with, there's so many others that potentially do as well. So this is a great opportunity for me to pick out some topics, pick out some questions. And then if I if I get the conversation started, the idea is for us all to help one another. That is the goal. So the first hot topic came from Tom. And Tom has actually joined us um, in the, the live chat today, as I can see Tom. So good to see you there, Tom. He commented in the Online Arbitrage Mastery Facebook group. He says, hi, everybody. Love to hear your thoughts on something. Just how far do you think you could scale your OA FBA business using sourcing sheets alone? Can you, let's say, over the next six to eight months, find enough winners and using replenishments on these winners alongside new deals week on week, grow this into a large income, or do you still need to look at getting your own VAs? Share your thoughts, Tom. Well, thank you very much for that question, Tom. I really appreciate it. I think it's a great topic to talk about because when you think of sourcing, sourcing is the root of this business model. If you don't source, you don't sell. So the question comes, okay, what is the best way of sourcing? And the way I was, I was thinking about this, we, we specifically talked about, Tom, your questions about sourcing lists, but let's think about... What are the different ways of sourcing? There is you manually sourcing. There is then you could uh, sign on to a sourcing list, which this this question is all about. Then there is uh, um, using your own virtual assistant. 
Okay, your own manual virtual assistant. And then there are automated services such as Tactical Arbitrage. Okay, they're they're the four ways, really. Let's think about the scalability then. Like, me, online arbitrage mastery, the reason why I called it mastery, my definition of mastery is so the business model is working for you. You know, you are the... You are not a slave to this business model. You have people in place. You have the pieces of the puzzle in place to allow you to do what you want. So that's my definition of mastery, which basically cuts out the first the first section for me. Um, I don't want to source myself. Then, great question. Then you've got three things because now you have to outsource. Now you have to pay for things. So sourcing list, um, virtual assistants, and... Um, uh, sourcing list, virtual assistants, and automated services. When it comes to those three, one of the things that is a, you have to bear in mind is the thing you can control. Sourcing list. If you if you sign on to a sourcing list, I have I have a sourcing list in, within my business within online arbitrage services. Um, you could enroll into that, but you don't have the you don't have control of the quality. Yes, I, I, I try to, we work with my team, we try to work very, very hard and we try to optimize the best we can to make that the best service possible out there. But for you in your business, let's say, you, let's say you've now got something on the line like you've, you've quit your job, you've got, and this is me just talking open honestly, you know, it may go against my own services in some way, but this is just me talking honestly, just in a mastermind. When it comes to you potentially quitting your job, when it comes to you now um, building a business, like a legal entity out of this, um, you've got to start thinking about, okay, redundancy. You've got to start thinking about, well, what do I control? Like Amazon in the market, the, the, the platform itself, we don't control. That is 100% the biggest thing that we have uh, against us. Tactical arbitrage, we don't control that as well. So it, it's just in, in the mindset, when it comes to just sourcing lists alone, whether you use my sourcing list, whether you go to somebody else's sourcing list, I want the best for you. So it's, you've, got to have, you've got to have that thought process. Okay, if I'm just going to go just sourcing lists alone, which is what this conversation is all about, just sourcing lists alone over the next 6 to 8, 12 months, I recommend... Sourcing list is a great way to get started. If you're going to make something serious, like an actual business out of this, I think you've got to think about that redundancy as well. If the sourcing list overnight just decided to stop, if the sourcing list overnight just decided to, or wasn't very good quality anymore, and you were struggling to get that sourcing list quality, and all of a sudden now you're being impacted, and and you're not getting the sourcing, that is absolutely something for you to think about, Tom. And um, if you use my sourcing list, for example, I'm always looking to optimize that as much as I possibly can and keep that sustained as best as I possibly can. We've had some good feedback with sourcing lists. We've, we've, we've helped a lot of people so far. But it's, I would be wrong. It'd be wrong for me being here talking to you guys It'd be wrong for me to say that to you, that that's, it has to be a consideration. If you're thinking, just sourcing lists for 12 months. I would recommend you've got to do virtual assistants as well, your own virtual assistants as well. Now, when it comes to the scalability, as in how high could you get in sourcing lists, I think it's, it's very, very potential that you could go multiple 
tens of thousands per month. You know, let's not. Um, I, I don't want to. I don't want to downplay it too much. I don't want to suppress the idea of sourcing lists too much because let's be honest. If you enrolled into sourcing lists and you are getting quality winners, whether at 10, 20, um, with, however many you're getting access to, that is a, it's a, a stream of products coming to you all the time, which is fantastic. You could easily get to, I say easily, you know, take that with a bit of pinch of salt. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not at all suggesting that anything in this business model is easy. But the potential is absolutely there. You get to 10, 20, 30,000. I think, I, I believe that. I really do. That is, that's one of my goals. When I was thinking sourcing lists, can I get people to 20, 30,000? You know, that is an incredible amount of return on investment when you think of the sourcing list if you enroll in the ultimate package of uh, £347 per month. And if you could get 20, 30,000 pounds worth of sales from that, I mean, the return on investment, I think it's there. So the question then goes, um, you know, how to, alongside, uh, let let me just quickly get this properly. Can you, let's say, over the next 12 months, uh, find enough winners and using replenishment? That is absolutely something to do. Very, very important, replenishing. The the replenishment system, I think a, a number of avenues where people, including myself, come across bottlenecks and... Um, unable to go to that next level is replenishing is one of the components. You know, how optimized is your replenishing? How optimized is your purchasing in the first place? So I think I, I think you could make a, a, I think you could do really, really well. I really, really do. I think you could do really, really well, Tom, just in sourcing lists. I really do. And I, and I do say with a pinch of salt, I think you can scale very well with sourcing lists. Um, it's, you've just always got to think, I, I need some backup. I need some backup. And this is why I've got virtual assistants in, of my own. I've got sourcing assistants of my own because if the quality drops, I can get in and I can communicate with the sourcing the sourcing assistants and I could rectify a potential problem. You know, if you contacted, I'm always open to feedback. If somebody was feed, giving me feedback on sourcing lists and... Um, uh, look, this is maybe not right. This is not very good. You know, then it's out your control. Whether when it's your virtual assistant, it is in your control. So it's a great topic. It's a hot topic. That's why I thought I would just get a load of different. Uh, that's why I thought I'd get a load of different angles to it. Whether it's where's the benchmark, how many sourcing lists could you get? I think the return on investment is fantastic. If I was to start again, I would go to sourcing lists. Why would you hire just your own virtual assistant first with that expense when you could just go into a sourcing list? Yes, there's some there's some downside. You may be in sourcing list with other people, but I think it's a I think it's a great avenue, and I think it's been a I think it's a good topic to talk about. I'd love to know what you think. Um, I'm just having a quick look here. Uh, Tom said that he lost sound. I think sound should be good. Give me a thumbs up if sound is still good. Okay, so that was just the the one hot, that was the first hot topic. Uh, The second hot topic is, let me get this. The second hot topic was, it came from the YouTube channel. And that is Joe Parker. Uh, Joe, thanks very much for for commenting on the the channel here. 
I really, really appreciate it. Selling in the UK from the US. Um, high fives to all my US viewers. I really, really appreciate you guys from over there. I realize that you it might be early morning if, if any of you guys are, uh, are potentially ever going to join me live. But um, I want to help the US guys as well. So selling in the UK from the US. This is what Joe said. Thanks for all the comment, the content. One suggestion for a topic would be the difficulties that a US-based Amazon seller would have entering the UK or Euro FBA markets. What processes should they deploy other than finding a prep service? What tax VAT considerations? Um, what uh, would a separate business entity need to be created? Okay, so good, qu great question. Fantastic question. Um, so... I think YouTubers a lot say this is not legal advice, this is not accounted advice, this is not um, any way giving you any legal information, etc. And I guess I have to say this, but I also would say, look, I, I'm I just share what's happened to me. So if I can if I can share anything with you guys, whether it's VAT related, whether it's accounting related, whether it's um, any type of legal, you know, if you do something and then it turns out to be something happens, you couldn't, come, you couldn't come after me. But I think I want to give a little bit of advice as well, though, because I think um, I think all of us, that's the way we grow when we advise each other. You know, nothing's set in stone. You've got to go to your accountant. You know, you've got to go to your accountant what the legal entity and, and, and incorporate in your business, etc. But this is what I would do. When it comes to the, the UK, whether you're from the US or the UK, I, I think the same thing really applies Yes, if you're in the, US, in the US, you've got different considerations, like there is no way you could prep yourself unless you started to ship from the US over to the UK, which you wouldn't do that because you would just start doing prep services, like you say. Um, yes, you've got to, I recommend getting straight into a limited limited company for those guys that don't know. It's depending on how serious you are, really. I started with just a, a sole trading account, which basically um, affected me because I knew I was wanting to start a business, but I started a sole trader account and it ended up costing me 11 days sales in the September of 2015 when I transferred over to a business. So if you're, if you're considering getting started in the UK from the US and you're serious, start a business. That's what I would say. Um, VAT currently at the time of this at the time of this recording, um, in the UK, I believe the fresh the threshold is eighty five thousand pounds revenue. I, when I surpassed the threshold, it was eighty two thousand, and that was back early two thousand sixteen. Um, I basically, I started in the June, and in the December, I surpassed VAT threshold. And um, I needed in the January to work with the accountant to work out how everything works. So that's why I know this. And that's why I was sort of, uh, I, I sort of, um, I wasn't proactive with it. I didn't even know. I was just taking action. That's all I knew what I could do. Then all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh, VAT, what the hell is this? Um, so what I would say to you is, is I would say, I would definitely suggest start a, a business. I would know that VAT is important at 85,000. I would get in contact with an accountant. I have an accountant that you could speak to. Um, if you go to lifesuccessengineer.com forward slash resources, 
I've got all the resources on there that I think you're going to need um, in terms of accounting, product, uh, any different recommended product that I I recommend to you guys, whether that's as simple as packaging and, and bubble wrapping, etc. Um, I think I think really when it comes to purchasing, I don't know if there's going to be any cards that you may have an issue with in the UK marketplace. You know, when when you think of purchasing online, um, you've got the billing address. If that billing address is in the US and you are uh, shipping to the UK, I don't know whether that's going to cause a problem. The reason why I say that is when I was when I got going in the US from the UK, so opposite, I had some problems with a UK billing account. Um, some accounts were cancelling those orders. Um, I don't do it in the US anymore because was, there was I was too diluted right at the beginning, so I just focused in on the UK. But you may potentially have that. Um, other than that, I think a lot of the things are the same, to be honest with you, Joe. Um, I would absolutely get going in the in the Euro marketplaces. The VAT threshold is is different at the time of this recording. I believe France is uh, thirty five thousand euros. Um, I believe Germany is much more eighty or eighty five thousand euros. But this is something that you just get a good list. To, to an accountant, check out my accountant that I recommend, Andrew Thomas. I think he's, um, I think he's, he's, he's knowledgeable over the last sort of couple of years I've been working with him. He can definitely answer some questions for you guys. Um, but yeah, I think that is pretty much what I'll have to say there. Let me know how you guys are still doing in the chat. Let me just catch up on here. Um, Tom said, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, we know these are large corporations that are collecting our data just depends on uh, when they get caught and how much they th- throw it about absolutely I, I, I think so um, I believe Elon Musk actually this is a great little uh, great documentary Elon Musk put something on his Instagram account it was um, a quick documentary it was about an hour long which I was was I was watching the other day it was about artificial intelligence it was about Google and data and how they're using all this data. So, you know, let's not kid ourselves. I think data helps. You know, it it certainly does help. Let's just think of it from just a practical, real point of view. You know, just as simple as um, I see McFords, I see that's Andy. Because I know, I know it's Andy. Um, That's just a little bit of data that I've used, but I'm using it for, hello, Andy, how are you doing? You know, but if you think of that on a bigger scale... You know, where's the line? Where is the line? Uh, where do, where will Amazon potentially, where are they giving our information to? Have they potentially had some sort of connection with Facebook, for example? Do you know, do you know what I mean? This is a couple of questions, a couple of thoughts. Um, let's get on with the, let's get on to the next section, because I know this is maybe going to be a bit of a longer show. Um, losing track on time a little bit here. I could talk forever with you guys. Good fun. It's Q&A. Q&A. A couple of questions. A couple of questions and answers for you guys. The first one. A quick question. It was from Owen in the Online Arbitrage Mastery Facebook group. Hey guys, just a quick one. I've had a request for a commercial invoice from a buyer. I'm not VAT registered uh, a company as of yet. What should I... 
And how should I go about messaging the customer back? If you're not VAT registered, then you can't give an invoice. So just a simple, I'm sorry, I'm not registered as a, uh, I'm not VAT registered. I'm not allowed to give you a, a VAT invoice. Um, they do get their, obviously, their receipts and their Amazon confirmations, etc. Uh, that should suffice. I would actually recommend, uh, Owen, I'd recommend that you just, for anybody that's not VAT re- registered right now, if this happens to you, just create a template. Create a template in your messaging uh, section of Seller Central, and then you could, instead of typing it out every time, just simply send a, a, a quick message, okay? The second question, and if for you guys that are still here with me, by the way, um, please give it a thumbs up. I really, really appreciate it for, the, for any of the thumbs up. Um, that I get on these cha- these videos. I really, really appreciate it. Any comments, any likes, any shares, I really, really appreciate it. Let's go on to the next question, which was um, Jack. Jack put in the online arbitrage mastery Facebook group, another good topic to talk about at length. Old school, back to basic sort of question. How do you go, how do you guys decide how many of an ASIN to buy? For me personally, I've created a formula uh, for the competition rating of each type of seller, the FBA best price, the merchant fulfilled, the competitive price, and then divide that number of sales per month from the product by a formula result. Then I get, then I times this by another formula, which accounts to return on investment, giving me a final order value. I think um, it's a great conversation, Jack, and it's, it's something that I quickly messaged back. I actually looked into this right at the beginning. Is there a, is there a computer-generated formula, an automated formula that will allow you to put in data how many how many sellers there are, um, what the, the current margin is, you know, and all these different variations, and then it just spits out a number. That's how I thought right at the beginning. With I had my computing mind on, my engineering mind on, and I was thinking about all these, and I actually created some spreadsheets of my own. But the more I started to look into it, the more I thought that that don't overcomplicate it. That's what my recommendation is, and we don't overcomplicate in my business now. There's there's a lot of factors that we we consider margin most likely being one of the most important. So obviously sales per month, and then margin. Let's say for example, it's got. Um, a thousand sales per month, this product, you know, I wish every product was like that, but let's say there was a, let's say there was a hundred sales of that product, but the margin is 31%. You know, I, I'm not purchasing a lot of that product because I've got no wiggle room at all. So for me, I, I've gone through cycles in my business. I've gone through complex to simplify, the complex to simplify. Now we've, I'm trying to be as simplified as possible. When you've got so many moving parts of your business, I've tried to simplify as possible. So when I have the conversation with my purchasing assistant about number of quantities to purchase, a few things that we consider. Obviously, how many sold in the last month, the current margin, um, the infantry age that we work at. You know, we I'm willing to hold on to my products for a good 60 to 90 days if if something happens, I'm willing to ride it out. They, we play all this into consideration. Let's say a product has sold only four a month. You know, if you are wanting to get your your cash in and out quickly, I wouldn't purchase any more than in, than two. You know, I used to say, if there's four, I'll buy two. 
Now, for the, the sort of size that we're at, and I'm trying to get to the next level all the time, I don't want to be replenishing too much. So I'll just purchase the four. I'll, I'll purchase 100% at that point. Um, but I think it's a good conversation. It's a good good question uh, to talk about. I think there's two ways you can go down it. You can either go complex or you can go simplify. If you decide to go complex, I'd be interested in learning how many times you're replenishing. So, for example, if this formula says that you should be purchasing 20 of these items, you know, things could change, like, literally the next day. That is that is the concern, really. No matter how much data is available today, it could change. So, something for you to consider, Jack. I'd love to know if you could share with us, like, let's say one product has um, told you to purchase four. Has that then gone out of stock in the next week? Has it lasted you a month, two months? I'd just love to know that, really, because you don't know. Like, tomorrow, I could purchase two of a product that sold four times, and then tomorrow, there's just a big demand for it. Who knows? You know, that, and that is really, I guess, where the guessing game comes for us all. We don't know. We don't know what the demand's going to be. Um, all I know is... The longer you're in stock and that stock is selling, the more you can scale and the more wider you can go. And the goal for us all is to be as wide as possible. So I hope that got the um, I hope that's just got the conversation started a little bit more. Let us know in the chat down below. Um, I've got a, a little bit of a surprise for those guys that are sticking around till the end. For those guys that are at the end, you're going to know about this. So check it. Don't uh, don't go anywhere. Got a, a, another quick surprise for you guys. Um, this another question, another question. This is the final question, and then we're going to go into the lives, and then we'll uh, we'll have a bit of a conversation with you guys here that are here right now. Um, came from Jake, and Jake and Jack, by the way, they are they are both some success leading partners of mine, which is is great. Um, they're helping the community. They are moderators in the online arbitrage mastery Facebook group. So say hello to to, to the guys. Um, whenever they create any polls or anything, please contribute for the guys that are in the, the online arbitrage mastery Facebook group. It's great to get this conversation started and really, uh, have this mastermind thriving. So Jake put a poll up, which I thought was really, really good. Uh, poll one of three, I'm not going to share all three of them. As we buy more and more products, we're, as we buy more and more products, uh, we're working with more stores and or our orders get bigger. Those £25 or dollar orders no longer cuts it for us. We're, we're doing about £250 dollars and, and plus. The, the question becomes, what do you do to keep your purchases from being flagged to, to look like a regular customer? Feel free to add your own choices. So there was a number of choices that he gave in this poll and it was a great, great, discussion to have again because as we know some retailers they don't like us um purchasing so much boots is a great example here in the uk um for whatever reason they don't want you to buy their products which is silly um i can understand this there's obviously sides to that but the question then comes at what point does it get too much if you started purchasing Let's say you was purchasing at a regular store. I don't know. Let's just say it is Disney. 
And then you started putting in a thousand pound orders, two thousand pound orders. The quantities were high, you know, 10, 20 units at a time. Would that start to flag up the account? Um, and how do you combat that to make it look and, and avoid that? Because the, the one thing that we don't want to do is lose our stores. So that's a great question. So one of the things that um, I did in my business is we absolutely, I, with my purchaser, I always, and my admin assistant now, we always monitor cancelled orders. If, if there's a cancelled order ever, it automatically gets flagged throughout the team. And what we want to do at that point is hopefully not, have our account suspended with that store or whatever. But what we would do is we would actually uh, not purchase from there a couple for for a couple of days and then put a small order in again. But how do you how do you how do you prevent that happening in the first place? I would recommend small for me I usually do smaller orders. Okay, smaller quantities. Some stores have a, only a, a limit of of a small or small quantities anyway. But for those bigger stores, let's say let's say I wanted to buy something from Disney and I really wanted 50, 50 of these, these items, I would do smaller orders. I wouldn't just put one big order of 50, me personally. Um, I would usually probably, I'd just do 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 over the next few days. That's what I would probably do. Um, I'd love to know what you guys would do. In this poll, there was a number of uh, suggestions. It was... Um, Smaller orders, higher frequency. It was one big order a month, for example. Um, and everybody had their own different ideas of that. But I'd love to know for anybody that's maybe watching this back later, anybody that's watching this now, let us know what you think is the best. So, we're at 37 minutes, I believe. So, this has been um, a great show, I think. Good to have this conversation. But I want to get the conversation going with you guys that are here. So... Let me see if this works. Hopefully it does. There's a, there's, a, there's a great number of you guys here. Awesome. Let me just quickly catch up. I'm not entirely sure whether the, the live viewer will scroll with me. I think hopefully it will. Let's have a quick look here. Um, Andy, I don't think the problem is with it. Targeted marketing isn't that malicious and you can ignore it if you want. It depends if they go further and start... Yeah, in the exactly. I, I think so. I think I think when it comes to this is the whole Facebook thing, I think I don't know. I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's great as the advertiser because they know a lot more about us, but I can I, I can also understand you think if if somebody is just I don't know, just a, a just a ran, just a normal person like me or you and all of a sudden, because I've got it on my Facebook page as well, all the, the I'm obviously targeted uh, the the advertisements that I see. But you could actually have a bit of an argument of are they using my data against me in some way? Um, it's a good conversation to have, I think. It's a good conversation, and, and obviously it's a bit more mainstream at the minute. So that's why they're having this conversation. Um, Erica said, I'm still experimenting with sourcing methods. I think that's the best thing to do. I think it's absolutely the best thing to do is um, uh, experiment with your sourcing methods. Try to limit expense as much as possible, Erica. 
Um, that's why I recommend sourcing lists at the beginning because they are the the lowest point of entry without you doing it yourself. Um, let me. I'm just trying to see the the comments here. Uh, Andy said sourcing is a real headache uh, for me, uh, but being a part of uh, it, seeing it as a part of a learning curve. Uh, the lesson I'm taking is that I need to outsource ASAP. Absolutely. I'm totally there with you. Erica, it was on my to-do to review my sourcing methods, but I haven't got any further uh, as with sourcing list software and manual sourcing. Um, I get some great results and some poor results from each one. They've all got pros and cons. That's the thing. They've all got pros and cons. A massive, a massive pro to doing it yourself is it doesn't cost. A massive con is it takes a lot of time. So that's why I thought the next best thing that makes sense financially for anybody, if you spend, let me just give you an example in my business, if you spend £97 in a sourcing list for a month and you take action on that sourcing list and then you maybe, you make, if you make the £100, I mean, it's, it's, it's broken even. If you make £200, £300, if you track this, if you go into a sourcing list and you track how many winners you get in and it's actually positive, then I think it's a, it's a great thing. Hence why with my, my manual virtual assistant, I always, um, I've got a performance tracker like I've shared before and I go a step further as well. I've asked my operations manager to start working out, well, what is the value of each sourcer as well? which allows me then to see, well, how much money have they actually created for us? Okay, how many winners are they getting? How many, what is the actual value to make sure that's positive? FBA UK, great to see you. Thanks for joining us. Um, Tom said, I think I've been pretty guilty of this already. If you find a winner uh, and, if you find a winner and can keep replenishing, then that could become sizable income, yes. And that is the, when it comes to replenishing, the, the, the challenge we have is if a sale is on only this weekend or this week, then if you then need to replenish next week, you've just lost an opportunity because you ain't getting it back for that price again. So this is where the conversation then goes to what should have been the, the purchase quantity in the first place against... What is the availability of replenishing? So let's say the perfect product that you could find is a product that's not for sale. And you know that you can get it at that price all the time. And it's good stock levels. Then that lowers your, it minimizes the risk of you being stuck with those products. Because you could then lower your quantity, but then you can focus in on replenishing before you run out. Like I said, the difficulty comes is when you've got maybe a a two for one, a three for two, or if you've got a buy one, get one free, whatever, um, but it's only happening today. You've got to make that decision today because replenishing is not going to work. Um, now, that sale could come again in three months' time, but that's where... This is where I think it's a great conversation. This is where it's a great... This is why masterminding is so good to talk about what each of us do in our businesses. Um, so yeah. FBA UK. 
Do you offer a free trial with your sourcing list? I only offer a free, for the Life Success Accelerator members, um, currently, for the Life Success Accelerator members, because it's about accelerating. For anybody that enrolled into my program, it's, I, I want to accelerate this process for them. So the best way I thought I could do that is if I give you a week free in my sourcing list. You know, if I give you a week free in my sourcing list, great. That could give you a big influx of products, a big influx of, of, of potential winners, and great, you're on your way. If you then decide you want to continue, fantastic. Um, as it stands right now, I, I don't have um, I don't have it set up to do like a free trial. Like Tactical Live Charge has like a, a free week, uh, or if you was to use um, my referral link, my affiliate link for that, it would be 10 days. Um, but I, I probably will make a change at some point where you can... Because we've just launched it. We've I've launched a number of these things like online arbitrage services, life success accelerator. These were brand new things that I launched this year. So I'm now in Q2. So I'm working to optimize and 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 make things better. So it's absolutely on my list to make it available to have a week's trial or a couple of days trial. If you're interested, please let me know. Keep um. Keep on at me. Get onto the Facebook group and uh, message me personally and say, do you have a free trial? The more people that say that to me, the more I'm going to say, okay, let's do a three-day trial. And then if you want to continue, you continue. So if you're interested, uh, let me know. Uh, Tom just said, there's a one-week trial trial if you're in the accelerator group. Yeah. FB, I, I did sign up for the course, but I cancelled because I didn't have time to to use it. Okay. that I mean, it, it's one of those things. I mean, it's the same with any program. You know, you've got to allocate time, like, um, if, if that's what you want. For me, I, 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 I enroll into programs. Like, next week, I'm, I'm going to the UPW, but I've got to invest my time. And the more... I because I wanted to go to UPW. It's more I, the crew side of things, which is going to be great experience for me. But I need to invest that time. So it's 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 one of those things where uh, the more you put in, the more you get out. And um, you know, it's one of those things. Bert Meister three thousand. Hey hey, thank you very much. I think your government probably sells your data to corporations anyway. <laughs> Maybe so, Erica. I'm doing a lot of analysis on how much stock to buy at the moment, but I need confidence to buy more. One item I bought sells 10 a month, apparently, but I sold three in two days. Well, this is exactly it. This is exactly the, the conversation that we had during the show just a few minutes ago. You don't know. You don't know. You could purchase 10, and then tomorrow, in two days, you sold three. And then by next week, you've sold out. So it's one of those conversations and it's one of those unknowns. For me, in my experience, it's one of those, you don't want to be stuck with products, but you don't, I've always said, I would rather anybody sell out so you could get your money back. You know, I want the best for anybody and I don't want anybody to be stuck with products. So for me, I would definitely say, um, if you sell out, you're not losing any money. But at the same time, 
if you stick onto that stop for a little bit longer and you're willing to hold on to it for a little bit longer, you've got that ability to grow. So it's about that confidence with you, Erica. It's about it's about that flexibility. How and it, and there's a lot of conversations to have. It's about and it's about getting into your own individual subjective situation and what you find yourself in. What is your cash reserves? What capital do you have? How what's your tolerance? You know, are you wanting to get your products shipped and sold within 15 days or 20 days? There's so much of this conversation. It's been a bit of a, um, there's so many different angles we can talk about. And it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's a great thing to talk about. Um, I would definitely say to you, if you have tolerance in your system, in your resources, you know, if you've got tolerance in your capital, then you know, start experimenting, but definitely have a system for if you sell out, let's say you sell sold, sold them in the next week and they were still on offer. Now it would be, okay, what do I do? Do I increase the quantity? Do I go to 12 now? Do I go to 15? This is something that you maybe want to look at, Erica, and it's something that we'll probably talk a lot more in the future. FBA UK, yeah, I had problems with boots. I think everybody in the UK did. Um, Tom, Erica, um, I just tried to be sensible. I need to get the processes in place, uh, but not failed me too many times. But yeah, it, it, that's what it's all about. It's all about the processes, really. If you've got if you've got systems for every avenue, if you've got systems for if you run out of stock, if you've got systems for um, replenishing, if you've got systems for if you're still in that stock, your infantry health. These are these are some of the questions uh, and systems that you need. It's great. I've got so much engagement, you guys. It's um, it's great. Thank you very much for. If you haven't already, please give that thumbs up. Really, really appreciate it. We're gonna go for a, we're gonna go for a good five, ten more minutes. It's maybe a bit of an hour long uh, show with you guys. Um. Apologies, after 50 minutes of talking, it's amazing on how dry you get. Erica, uh, sorry, uh, Tom, uh, AMZ Scout, remember to change to the UK marketplace. Thanks, Tom, it says 34 sales per month. Tom, great little conversation between you guys, awesome. Um, have you guys got any other questions? Anything that you want to talk about? Um for you guys that are at the end, for you guys at the end, I, I I did this purposely at the end this time, not the beginning. For you, for you guys that are here supporting my channel, I really really appreciate it. As you know, I'm always trying to do my best and, and try to create the content for you guys. Um, one of the challenges for me is I want to reach more and more people, obviously. So for any likes, comments, shares, I really really appreciate it. But I also like. To do to spice things up a little bit, hence why the first week I did a bit of a giveaway, and I thought, why not? Let's do another giveaway. Let's why not? Why not do another giveaway? Um, now on here, um, I was thinking long and hard about what it could be, and uh, last last time it was Tribe of Mentors, hence why I put Comment Tribe. Uh, again, we'll do Comment Tribe as well. If you like, share and comment tribe under the video after this is published a little bit later on. I really, really appreciate it. And for those guys 
that are interested in this giveaway next week next week we are I'm going to give away a copy of the Tony Robbins Awaken the Giant Within book and uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit fitting because next week I'm going to go see Tony Robbins um, in London UPW I'm, I've signed up to be a crew member and I'm going to be there with with the other crew members and I think it's going to be a fantastic experience for myself to go to a UPW. Um, last two years, I've gone two years as a participant. Now I'm going as a crew member. So if anybody is watching this and maybe at UPW and you see me, please give me a quick high five. I don't know what I'm going to be doing. I may even be on the stage dancing. Who knows? Um, but it's really, really fun. And I thought, why not? I'm looking to do a show on Tuesday next next week. Um, I'm going to do a show Tomorrow, hopefully, and Friday, hopefully, a three-day sort of um, uh, three continuous shows. And then next Tuesday, I'm hopefully going to do one week, uh, one show next week. And I'm going to give away the UPW, or the the Anthony Robbins Awaken the Giant Within. So, uh, that's exciting. For anybody that likes, shares, and comments, I'm, I'm just going to pick out at random anybody later on that comes back and just comments... Hashtag tribe. Maybe I should have put... Uh, let me see if I can quickly change this, actually. I don't know whether I'm going to be able to. Let me... Uh, hashtag, what should we call it? Giant. Here we go. Comment hashtag giant. And then uh, um, I'll give that book away for free for somebody. I know Erica and I know... Uh, I gave a couple... I, I gave everybody prizes last week. Who knows? I may not do that again next week. Who knows? <laughs> but Tom said, posted a quick question further up in the chat about buying decisions. Okay, let me just quickly see that. I'm not entirely sure where your question is right now. Well, let me... Um, got a couple of more minutes here. Let me see. Here we go. Tom, um, Kev, are your purchasing amounts going to change with the fee changes? Aren't they changing to monthly storage at the end of April? Is that right? Um, so your question, are your purchasing amounts going to be changed? Really? Um, no. And the, 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 the reason behind that is... I want to have, I, I need to get more details on really what this monthly storage fees are. I, I believe Amazon already do storage fees monthly. When, they, when, you, when you're using up space in the, the fulfillment centers, you, there's already a storage fee. Now, the long-term storage, now, I, I need to get into the details, but the long-term storage, which, was, which initially didn't happen at all, then it went to twice a, I think it was once a month, once a year initially. Then it went to twice a year. So that was February and August where they did long-term storage. Now, I believe what happens is they do long-term storage every month, I think, for the products that are qualifying for long-term storage, which means I already have a system in place to get rid of those products that are within the long-term storage. Okay, so... For me, I've already got a system in place, so I'm not actually going to adjust all that much. Uh, I'm going to monitor it very, 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 very uh, closely, 
And if you remember the first online arbitrage mastery show, I actually had a um, one of my hot topics or questions. Uh, I think it was hot topics. I actually shared a new report in Seller Central called Monthly Storage Fee, which hasn't been populated yet. So I'm definitely going to run that at the end of April, May, and work out exactly what the effect has been. So I highly recommend that you do the same. Yeah, highly recommend that you do the same, Tom, or anybody watching this. So, so guys, I want to thank you guys so much. It's been a great show. It's been, I hope you got, I, I, you know, from everything that I've had, the comments, the likes, the shares, everybody that's given me some, there's a lot of good positive feedback about this show. It's great to be able to interact with you guys on a, a day like today when hopefully you're just maybe on your dinner, having a bit of quick break and then getting back to taking massive action. But this is going to be on... Uh, the podcast, okay, so um, the podcast, if you're interested ever on the podcast, go to lifesuccessengineer.com forward slash podcast, you will be able to listen to all the podcast episodes of the Online Arbitrage Mastery Show, as well as all the other videos that I've ever done, pretty much, I'm getting my system up and running for that, so check that out if you like, if you want any more training, if you want any more training, um, I do give free training, so if you go to lifesuccessengineer.com forward slash FBA, you'll get access to the the free training that I made available. And to tell you the truth, that free training is really the uh, I've created so many videos, and I know it can be a bit of a minefield of trying to pick out whereabouts you are in the system. So this training, the email uh, series that comes with the training, is all about just sharing with you the best of the content of the Life Success Engineer brand from online arbitrage, taking massive action, um, to to really just sharing what I've done up until this point since starting in 2015. So I want to thank you guys for joining me. Quick shout outs to Erica, Tom, uh, FBA UK, Andy. I really, really appreciate and I um, much love to you all. I had Bert. Great to meet you for the first time. I don't think you've commented before, so I really, really appreciate your time. Uh, Listen, this is what it's all about. Taking massive action, making it happen, and that's what this is all about. Just taking massive action and making it happen. And if I could be a part of that, then fantastic. But that's it. As a wrap, this is Kev here from LifeSuccessEngineer.com, inspiring you to take massive action every day, And until the next Online Arbitrage Mastery Show, as always, keep taking massive action. Take care.